Welcome to Whose Review Matters Anyway, the podcast where the show notes are made up and the reviews don't matter, just like Mike's review for Creed 3. We don't have time for it, Mike. We're going into the things. We got three things to do. So no what color, talking what color, about Creed No, too late. You missed a shot. All right. People, green. it's been green. too long. Green, 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 no one heard that. No one heard that. It's been too long. We got 3,000 things to talk about and another 3,000 things to talk about. And Ham's putting us on a time limit. It's been Oops, like, what, a month? Has it been a month? It's been a month. Movie? Yeah, it's been a month. Something like that. So we got Ant-Man to catch up on. And then we got recently Scream 6. Cocaine Bear. And then Bear. we got The Last of Us uh, the series. Because we finally finished all nine, technically ten, episodes uh, all together. So straight into it. None of the bullshit. Here we go. Starting off with Ant-Man. Since we're talking about bullshit anyway. All right. Um, I'm not technically. That's not me talking. That's the reviews we're about to look at talking. Oh, Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp: Quantumania um, came out. Oh my God! What is it? February seventeenth? Yeah, that's about right. February yeah, last 17th. year. Uh, the first is it the first Marvel movie this year? Yeah, yes. the first Marvel movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because this is the start of Phase Five. Yes, this is the start of Phase Five. Well, Megan. Was the first phase? Was the first Marvel movie? Wow! <laughs> Not joking. No, yeah, this is the first first Phase Five movie. <clears throat> okay, uh, we already know everything about Ant Man and the Wasp, so no need to go through the cast. But we'll do the ratings as we usually do. IMDb gives Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania to on the title six point five out of ten. Ooh! Rotten Tomatoes. Forty-seven percent. Metacritic, forty-eight percent. Oh. Now Ham said, "Fuck the alcohol, do the drugs," because that's the only way to experience this movie. (laughs) Which is why eighty-two percent of his people like this movie. Jesus, save us all. Save us. God. Now. (laughs) Consistently, Marvel movies have been mostly on the higher end for us. Uh, There's been like a couple of like yellows, maybe one or two reds here and there. Yeah, Um, Marvel. (laughs) Okay, out yourself on that one. Um, So it'll be interesting to see where we fall into this one because this is uh, it's a a weird movie. I don't know, to say the least. Cards all around, and then we'll backtrack to our pros and cons. Uh, Mike, what card are you going to give Ant-Man and the Wasp? A yellow. Okay. That didn't seem like a confident yellow, but okay. No, it's a confident yellow. Okay. Ham? I, too, will give it the yellow. Okay. Uh, I will triple that and uh, also give it a yellow. Ooh, nice. We got a triple. We got a hat trick. Um, I don't know. I really wanted this. Do we want to discuss the elephant in the room first, the one that everyone's been bitching about the boat the most? I don't know what it is, but tell me. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. Everyone's bitching about Modoc. Oh, Modoc, yeah. Modoc oh, weird, I don't think they're but... bitching. They're just memeing it so much. Yeah. No, every it. well, okay. Even like the quote unquote diehard Marvel fans are like so pissed off that they felt like Modoc was done like poorly, like period at all, altogether. Yeah, just just watch the show then. I don't I don't care. Okay, thank you. That was my argument yeah. too. Thinking about that was like, how can you say that he's goofy and that he's like 
this like joke or whatever of a character when Pat what what was it Pat and Oswald yeah Oswald yeah has done a a TV comedy cartoon series where he's raising a family in a household like I don't know a suburb area like it just that that that's we're not gonna complain about that but we're gonna complain about this in the movie like I liked Modoc personally I thought he was funny. Yeah, yeah I thought it was great. funny too. It was definitely the comic release since yeah. you didn't have your boy Lewis. Oh, oh that, yeah. That... Oh, don't talk to me about I'm so mad at that. <laughs> I'm so mad at that. That's why I got a yellow, I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but You're then right. uh, but then people are complaining about the CGI behind Modoc and how the face looks awful. But then like if you're going for the realism part, like how else are you gonna do him? Like Exactly. It, it I made mean, sense I... to me. I mean, you can make fun of the CGI because, you know, it's CGI. I mean, I can make fun of any CGI I want. And it was goofy, but I yeah. still like I mean, the character. When you, when you think about MODOK, when you like look him in the cam- in the comics and, and everything like that, he is somewhat a goofy villain. Even though, like, maybe his attentions are for real, but the way that he looks, looks really goofy. Yeah, I mean, in the comics, he he is a more serious villain. Like, he is supposed to be very intimidating and all that shit. And then you have, like, one or two comic lines and then the, the car- cartoon series that was recently done that make him more of a joke than, uh, than an actual serious, like, intimidating villain. But, I mean, I I thought his thing was his, his like, suit or whatever you want to call it was cool. His weapons, he had all his gadgets there. And... Uh, he had a funny lines. Like I just thought he was yeah. hilarious. Like he just didn't want to be a dick. That's also oh, it. yeah. It's yeah. it's an Ant Man movie. So there you go. Yeah, and it was pretty funny of how in the end, like spoilers, spoilers, um, spoilers, like, spoilers. Spoilers. Like how in the end, like he's about to die, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're not a dick. Yeah, you're. Oh my god, I'm so sad." And then he dies, and it's like, okay, move on to the next. Well, <laughs> he no, is, they... <laughs> he, he is the world's greatest Avenger. Well, see, that's the thing, yeah, though. I question that because how would he know about the Avengers if he sort of got sucked up before, or yeah, before that, right? Well, he's been around for a long time, so he's probably Remember, known... King the Conqueror went against the Avengers and other times. Oh, true. Yeah, no, but Modok is just from that timeline. How does Modok know about the Avengers if Ant Man? No, wasn't but even... Kane, he's no. Kane, he's Kane's henchman, so Kane probably told him all about him and probably has been. On a couple of like runs or something with the Avengers, anyway. Yeah, and probably he got into a fight with maybe Captain America. That's like one of the conspiracy theory that's out there. Huh. Okay, True. I didn't read into that, but all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I thought his his character was cool. Uh. I the the daughter Cassie Lang. I thought was a cool. It was a nice little addition. I don't think she did anything that was like breakthrough outstanding. Um, they but definitely played the, the very. They yeah, did. So, I mean, which but... no one really talked about it actually. Yeah, I'm surprised because I was watching Endgame not too long ago, and I was like, "Wait, what yeah, the it's, hell?" It's very obvious it's not the same person. Yeah, but uh, her the way that she played the tropey, like you know, rookie in training. My dad is the one that's training me. I mean, she played it. She played it all right. There was nothing to to downplay there. Huh. Um. Kane, I think, was obviously the highlight. Uh, Jonathan Majors is Kane the Conqueror. I, I hope that's not the last we actually see of him. I mean, this is Marvel, so I'm pretty sure he'll turn up elsewhere, whether it be a series or in a future movie. I mean, if um, everyone's seen the both end credit scenes, it's definitely not. 
<clears throat> well, no, well, I mean, so Jonathan Majors as Kane the Conqueror, not Jonathan Majors as like all the other different versions of Kane out there because they all have different names. They all, it's not, it's not the Kane the Conqueror every single time. They well, all, I are did read something about Kane the Conqueror that was pretty interesting. Um, that apparently in the even in the comics when Kane the Conqueror was defeated, he somehow went back in time and was undercover with the, you guys remember the end credits where we saw Loki? Yeah, I saw that. He's like, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Apparently, he's Kane the Conqueror and he's trying to figure out the time. Yeah, I saw that same thing, Mike. Somewhat. Um, but go ahead, Sal, because I have, I have I have a couple things that I want to say about Kane. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think his, he was probably the best part of the movie. Um, his yeah, power sure. levels were very inconsistent, though, because yes, he could come off as like a badass and like almost kill you instantly. But then there are times when he doesn't use the powers when he should have, and I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. I, are you just like just gadgets, or are you actually like using the force here? I can't really tell. Um, Same. Yeah. Then Same. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd. I mean, I feel like he just played this. There's this whole trilogy has been weird. Which is why, like, there's nothing I don't, I, there's nothing I hate about this movie, but there's nothing that, like, really sticks out to me as, like, oh, man, this is a great, like, story arc for Ant-Man. Like, I get that he kind of goes from, like, what, like, a thief to, um, what is it, like, working with people and, 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 and being a family person, and then this is him, like, sacrificing himself for, like, the greater love or whatever. It's like a weird arc. It, it's not as like um, as clean or as smooth as like a Captain America's arc, where that whole thing is very grounded and yeah. Consistent. But that was the best one out of all of them. No, but Come like on. okay, but you don't see you don't you don't get Captain America thrown into like this weird alternate reality with like these weird monsters and all that shit. It's just it's consistently grounded. What where about Ant-Man four? Should have been no no no. But Ant Man should have been consistently grounded. But it's not. We went again from everything being in the city to now being thrown into the the quantum realm, which again is not a bizarre thing. Out of like in the sense of like that's where Ant Man eventually does discover. That's like part of his like story or whatever. But it's just like kind of too soon. Which you know, people you brought it up. Like people are mad that you know we didn't get um, uh, Michael Pena back into this, which would have been nice to have him maybe in the beginning. To do yeah. like some sort of recap and then transition us into the whole quantum realm shit. Or at because, the end, yeah. Or yeah, I mean, just something to bring us back to like the <clears throat> Ant Man life instead of like really focusing hardcore into the uh, quantum realm. I'm like, I don't know. I, I can't give him too much crap because it is a kind of like a hard movie to pull off. It, and people keep saying like, oh, Kane was like the perfect villain but not for an ant-man movie which i i i guess you could argue that but i don't know it's just i agree with you i feel like um i I want go ahead go ahead go ahead ahead. at this point then i'll go ahead on the lines of what you were saying no i was i i do agree that sort of it did throw me off that it's almost like all cgi whereas the first two films were in the san francisco or wherever it is no it was just it did. Th- it, I, it, it was in the back of my mind. I kept thinking, "Yeah, right. this is weird. This is a little weird." Like, okay. I, I just, I just think the introduction for Kane the Conqueror should have been towards somebody else that's a more serious, uh, super superhero instead of Ant Man, because the thing is, is that the threat level, what you mentioned, 
for Kane was that they kept on saying that he is dangerous, he is this, he is that. But the thing is that they did the same thing with Captain Marvel, where this is supposed to be the strongest adventure, and we just don't see it. I didn't sense him being the strongest ever, even stronger than Thanos. I just think like they just nerfed him a little bit just to be equal as Ant-Man, and I just didn't like that. I felt like it could have been easily with Thor, or it could have easily been, I don't know, Loki, or uh, like a very strong superhero, not just Ant-Man. Yeah, because the fight itself, even at the end when they didn't have the powers, felt very awkward. It's like Ant-Man shouldn't really be landing punches like this because he doesn't have superhuman strength. And he doesn't use his like shrinking powers and then like uses that to his advantage. Like it's just a straight up fight. And I mean, come on, like it's Kane is not like a scrawny person like Paul Rudd is like he's he's got he's got muscles. He's got, you know, some like heavy heaviness to him. So he should just be. Which he did beat the shit out of Ant Man, but should have like practically killed him at that point. Which that okay, that's my uh, that's one gripe I do have. Where as much as I probably would have not liked it, I th- I think I would have appreciated it if they actually killed Ant Man in this movie. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were uh, thinking that was going to happen. I but... thought so too. I thought it was going to happen, and then I don't know. I think honestly, and I... that's more believable. I I feel I I'm going to say this and then you guys might disagree with me. Oh, wait. I feel <laughs> I feel that phase 5, I don't know how it's going to be later on down the the storyline, but I really have a feeling that they should have forget about the Avengers and focus on X-Men and let Kane the Conqueror be in the X-Men arc and then okay. when and and then you will collide like, you know, like the Infinity Crisis into like the Avengers and X Men together stopping Kane the Conqueror. That'll probably be Secret Wars though. So it yeah, that's probably this... be all the way at the end. Yeah, I think so? this. Okay. I would assume that this phase sets up like the Young Avengers slash like the threat of Kane, and then we get the Kane Dynasty, and then we get. Oh wait, but they are they doing those two Avengers movies like back to back? Yeah, they're doing back to back. So that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're saving those two movies in the end. Same thing oh. with Endgame. So that's why I'm 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 saying like I feel like this could have easily been an X Men story instead of Ant Man, mm. but we'll see how it is how how it plays out later on because apparently there is supposed to be an X Men movie in between, yeah. but I just feel like they should just forget about the Avengers and that storyline already tied up beautifully with Thanos. More important and, than the X Men, though, do you have the Fantastic Four, which has a much more uh, involvement, especially from yeah. the comic lore uh, with this yeah. whole like multiverse shit? So, yeah, and that would have been beautiful for them for Can the Congress show up against the Fantastic Four? Yes, that I think would have been a more I don't would have been a more appropriate movie than an Ant Man movie. Yeah, for sure, because I think Jonathan Major did a, a phenomenal job, and I do like the threat because i like how when he was on screen there was no joking around like he was serious yeah but it's just i didn't sense the power of of him like the threat is there perfect but i just just by you telling me oh yeah he's super strong is different from me seeing it i'm just saying inconsistent that that's yeah but if we have the last fantastic four group that we just saw that came out. That is Michael B. Jordan versus. <laughs> It'd be Creed oh 3 all over again. Yes, yes exactly. 
Um, I don't, okay, so what else did you guys want to add on to the? Um, I, I just want to say, like, Marvel did a cash grab with Bill Murray. Uh, a cash grab? Yeah, they're like, hey, Bill Murray's in the movie. Come and watch the movie. Yeah, but this could have been the movie that they were talking about. Well, I'll just bring it up real quick. That sort of inappropriate something happened, and that could have been that movie because it's just weird that they mentioned some movie he was doing, but they never mentioned what. And guess what? This I mean, is the they movie. have sex. They fucked. I mean, I don't know that she kind of hinted. No, like, I'm I need talking about movie. in real life. Oh, yeah. Wait, so, the actors and him? No, somebody mentioned somebody and, and Bill Murray, and jo- he jokingly did something, but they never mentioned what project. And I'm thinking it's this one, because what else has he been in? Not too sure. Yeah, so, I mean, he was, I don't know about Cash Grab, but yeah, it was a weird cameo, for sure. Mm. Yeah, uh, he, I don't have anything against Bill Murray being in a movie. It's just more of like... Uh, necessary? It's just off-putting. It's like yes. why Bill yes. Murray? Because like, let's think That's back just really quick. Can we can we think of another cameo that was done, but like it was justified in a way. Like besides Stanley, of course. But like any other cameos? Because it's only been oh, you got Sylvester Stallone uh, as yeah. um as one of the Guardians, but that's already a wacky movie anyway. So it's not like it's. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Bill Murray at this point now. I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, Bill it was, Murray it was very off putting. I kind of like Sylvester Stallone in Guardians of the Galaxy because he did show up where, like, he was like a leader of the group. Yeah. And then he showed up to show respect to to this guy that died. Oh, Miley so, Cyrus was in Guardians. Don't forget that. Yeah. Well, I guess Miley I guess Cyrus. When? Yeah, it's it the was, same sort of scene. She was the voice of the the was it like a box or alien or I don't know something. She was one of the voices of the All right. of the old guardians. Oh, I don't remember. I think Bill Murray's the more famous cameo, but there is a lot of cameos like people from Community, um, the cameos well, Harry from, Styles, or yeah, the cameos from Thor. Well, is, is this what you were getting at? And maybe this is this is what the only way thinking. This is the only thing I'm thinking of when Bill Murray's in this movie is that Bill Murray, like obviously needs money and like did something to make himself be put into a Marvel movie so he can get some sort of percentage because he knows it's way more than what he's getting right now. I doubt that. I doubt like people's like, oh, we can get Moonberry. Let's just put him in there. No, no. Like, like, he you wants would... to just be put in there. Like he like somehow conned his way being put into that movie. I think the opposite. I think if Somehow they're like, oh, we can get Bill Murray. Let's put him anyways. No, it doesn't I feel matter. Like how control? I feel like how how controlling Marvel is, especially Kevin Foggy. He wouldn't just like be convinced to put someone in a in a Marvel movie. I feel like he was like, you know what? Let's who's an actor that could play this actor? Like who's kind of like you know what betrayed them? Oh, you know what? Bill Murray. Everyone loves Bill Murray. Let's get him into this movie. And just show him in one scene, and that's it. And it somebody pointed out it's not my observation, but it does make sense. He was literally Lando Calrissian, like, yeah, yeah. yes, in this movie, yes, but not a cool version. No, no, <laughs> no, wannabe, yes, right. wannabe, and they failed, yes. Um, not a strong start to their phase, but no. not a terrible no. one. It, it was just kind of this could have been. I'm curious what the next movie. It's Guardians, right? Guardians is the next movie. I'm curious. Yes, like, but I feel like that's out of 
that's out of line of what the story's actually. Guardians always has been like out of like their own, like it has always been their own thing though. Guardians has always been a CG, you know, CGI yeah, crazy shit. Yeah, that's true. They have, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think we're we're looping back to that to the argument I'm going to pull up again is that it's just there's no consistent like there's no connector there's no Avengers there's no theme yes there's no there's no there's theme no... yeah and that's why the reason why I'm mentioning is that I I just I just feel like they're trying to find ways to connect everything and I just feel like they should have just a, a finished with the whole Avengers with Endgame and focus on X Men. Well, the last thing I'll just throw out here because so we can watch the next movie is that I think Marvel and slash Disney, whatever, has made so much fucking money off their first saga that they're like, you know what? Let's just throw a whole bunch of shit against the wall and eventually we can just reuse (laughs) these things later. Like, I think that's because think about it, right? They're diversifying so much, not just by like, you know, race or gender or any of that stuff, but just their storylines and. And just how they're in, like involving a lot of characters into things that we normally probably wouldn't think of them being involved in. And so I think they're just literally be like, all right, what's what, what are some Marvel characters that we should probably make movies now so that way we don't lose the license to them? Okay, and then there we go. We just introduce them and then we can reuse them again. I, it's I think comics. That's what it's, about too. It's, yeah, comics it's comics in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, exact, exactly. It, it really like, is. It actually really Ant-Man, is. Because Kane being an Ant Man comic, I think. Is, <laughs> Uh, an Ant-Man film is not out of the lines of like what you would probably find in the comics. Like they've gone toe to toe, and obviously Ant-Man does his own thing to try to fight him. So it's not like this was totally you know out of the le- out of left field. It has happened, but I think it's just the image of like we've had Thanos as this like badass, super high level threat, and now we have Kane who should be matched to or should be more than a threat than Thanos was, but gets beat by Paul Rudd. Like mm-hmm. I think that's where that's what's off putting about the whole thing. But again, it's that's probably the majority of like viewers is that not actual hardcore comic people. It's casual people that are like, this doesn't make any sense to me. And yeah. then they're just, they're just watching it. So Yeah, he didn't get beat by Ant Man, he got beat by Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> by Paul Rudd. The man from Knocked Up. Uh, oh, wow. All right, all right. Let's move on to topic number two. Number uh, two, six, which is the next entry into now. I, I is does it five six movies? Is that what considers it a franchise? Like it's not yeah. like three or four. I think by three or franchise. I think if you make two, you're just a sequel. But it made a point in this movie to say that they're now a franchise. <clears throat> yeah the 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 now the new characters are in a franchise basically. I gotta see this. Hold on, Google. I don't know. Well, well, makes... Okay, so Scream Six uh, carries on the storyline that we established in Scream Five. Well, technically, it's been established a long time ago, but using the same returning characters, um, a good chunk of them, which I think is a little different than previous ones because it's usually just like a like a select few, like usually two or three. Yeah, right? Am I wrong? like I know it's been a while since I see the Scream films, but. Is that um, right? Like it's only like two or three characters from like the previous movie. But no, because one, one like... to two had a few. <clears throat> okay, I don't know. Uh, it just to me, this one was an obvious like we're continuing that storyline while the other ones like could have stood their own. I mean, just I think it's just because this is the sequel 
of the new storyline. Mm. All right. Uh, IMDb gives Scream 6 a 7.3 out of 10. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Rot- Rotten Tomatoes, 77%. Uh-huh. Metacritic, 61%. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> now, Ham, along <laughs> with selling the drugs from the last movie, had some <laughs> left over. I did? And then, oh, because of supply and demand, upsold them, doubled mm-hmm. the cost, yeah. and it threw in a free ghost face mask with every purchase of a drug. I Which still have one, 80, yes. 89%, 89% of his people like this movie. Damn, round it up. That's an A, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Um, okay, so Scream 6, uh, and I'm just going to say this from my own context. Uh, Scream 5 was in my top five from last year. Um, I really like the franchise, or now, because I get, yeah, franchise. Really like the franchise a lot. Everyone's. Uh, every one of us are fans of the entire franchise. I think we yeah. all like Scream 5. Yes. Oh, technically three films that makes it a franchise. Well, see, no, I was going to say four because that's a trilogy. What's four movies? A quadrilogy? Oh, a quadrilogy? No. A quadrilogy? That's not a thing. No, that is a thing because Aliens had a box set that was the <laughs> Aliens quadrilogy. We yeah, had to was that fourth movie? We saw that. So what's what's the fifth one then? Fifth trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cards for stream six, Mike. I'm gonna give this a yellow card. That sounded like you were gonna lean one way or the other, but you settled yes. for yellow. Were you gonna lean more to green or red? Uh, green. Okay, Ham. I'm getting deja vu because I too am giving this a yellow. All right. I am then going to confidently say that I will also give this a yellow. Whoa! This is a once in a lifetime moment. Whoa! Well, wait until Lasso comes on. Wait until that um, one. Okay, so Scream Six. Um, there's just a few points I want to hit. That the first one that was very obvious to me was that this movie took itself more seriously than any other title in the in the Scream franchise. No yes. way. Yes, it did. I agree. Yes. This more one serious? was not you can use you can use the words darker or hardcore or whatever, but it this one felt more like a typical horror slasher than a par- like a like a tropey parody kind of slasher like okay, every other Scream okay. title was. How okay. five felt, yeah. It wasn't until the discussion that Mindy had and spoilers be uh, by the way the whole episode is spoilers so if you're still spoilers. listening and like didn't want to be spoiled you you fucked up you um, fucked up big oh, everybody I, dies like this okay so this movie didn't feel like a scream movie to me until we hit that conversation at the college park where Mindy was explaining the whole thing like they do in yes, every movie yes. yeah like you're the suspect because you just came in and you were like legacy characters, so everyone's off the table or whatever, but all that bullshit. I was like, oh, okay, well, now we're back to being a screen movie. But then it just throws that away, and it's like, okay, now we're going to go back to a typical slasher where it w- there was much less call outs than there were in previous films. Mm-hmm. Like, th- almost as if, as if this movie or this franchise is trying to transition itself to be more serious. But then that's kind of like. I don't know. To me, that's a little disappointing because the whole point of why I liked the whole entire franchise to begin with was because 
it was able to mock itself and and still carry out the typical tropey shit while having us as the viewers believe it or like doubt ourselves as to who it could be or what's going to happen next and and all that stuff it just this one kind of just felt like i was just watching a typical horror movie and that it just wasn't i don't know it just it didn't feel pleasant because i expected to go not see a typical horror movie i expected to go see a scream movie which you know i it, it just it, it missed a lot of marks for me and it got to a point and this is how i know this is when I finally realized, like, yeah, this is trying to take itself more seriously than any other movie. When, you know how you always get chased by somebody in a, in a horror movie? Like, the character gets chased, and they throw something at the character, and the character's down or whatever. And you literally could decide, as the character, do I still continue to beat the shit out of the person I just knocked down? Or yeah. do I just run away and then fall into a tropey bullshit of, like, getting myself killed? And there were so many times at the end of the movie when they were in the theater where the the guy, I forget his name, the guy that, that falls in love with Jenna Ortega's character, like, yeah. throws the camera, throws the, the, the TV or the, the case or whatever. Keith or the, something like that? Uh, maybe. Um, but, like, oh, throws on, the no. shit at the, at the people that are chasing him, and the knife, you see that it's, like, loose, like, it's, it's far away. Why doesn't he just continue to beat the shit out of them? That's like, what I was you, saying too. Like, why are you doing this? Like, I don't. And you could argue, like, oh, it has happened in the other screen movies. Yeah, sure, maybe, but it's still mocking itself. So I know that it's not going to be as realistic and as super serious. So I could excuse it because it is just trying to like make a funny point of itself. But this one, because I fell into the seriousness of it all, I couldn't take it. Like, I, I was like, okay, this is just annoying now at this point. Like, why are you? Like, why are you acting like this? Like, why are you acting like a Michael like Myers movie or a Jason movie? Like, this this isn't what Scream is. And as much as it sounds like I'm hating it, it's like I didn't hate it that much because, again, you still had a very few call-outs of, like, being very meta. Of like, okay, oh, he, she's got to be the killer because it only makes sense because her dad's the cop or whatever. And they call them out multiple times. And at the end, you're still like, well, is it really them? Is it who? Like, I don't know. It just... It, no, I knew. This was inconsistent for me as a Scream movie. Oh, and then the other thing that I couldn't, like, why I just felt like this was going typical topy or tropey, whatever. Um, the guy literally had a knife stabbed through him in his mouth and twisted it. It was twisted. He died. Yes, yeah. we're going to bring him back for two seconds to go running across a, a hall just to get a TV, hit him in the head, and that kills him? Mm-hmm. What? Like, th- it was... It, it it just frustrated me as, as we got towards <laughs> the end of the movie. So, I... Uh, depending on how you guys talk about it, I might give it a red card now, but... Really? Uh, I think that's still subtle for a yellow, just because I do like the characters. I still like that there were still some callbacks, but it just... Not enough for me to go up to green. It's not a green for me. Okay. Uh, Ham, do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go real quick. Um, yeah, I was just it. I figured it out. I'm like, okay, he's the cop. He like you. He said some key things. He's like, oh, the brother. And then it's oh, the brother. I'm like, well, he looks like that guy from the last movies. And yep, they're gonna fake kill that girl. So I already knew it's about family. So I, I really did figure it out pretty. Not pretty quick, but I'm like, if it's that, then it's dumb. 
Um, and then also the love interest. Um, he survived. I was like, no fucking way. No fucking way. That is fucking bullshit. Um, he got oh, when stabbed. he gets stabbed, right? Yeah. From both. Yeah, both from both of them. them. He should have died. That's yeah. the other thing that frustrated yeah. me was at the end. They, Mindy lives. The brother lives. I'm like, you all should have died. Yes. What is yeah. happening here? Yes. That's maybe that's why when it got goofy, that's what <laughs> I'm like. No, that's goofy as shit that they survived. Yeah. Um, so I just I just thought about the movie before, and I'm like, yeah, I think the other movie was better. And I don't like to compare sometimes, but I had to. I'm like, I think that other movie was the better one. So it's definitely not getting a green. It was the last one so good that this is so bad? I don't think so. That's why I'm sticking to a yellow and it- not red. And Jenna Ortega's character, I forget, is it Sam or is that the sister? Sam's the sister. sister. I think Sam's the sister. Yeah, Sam, Sam is the sister, the one that's... Um, oh, Tara. Tara, Tara, Tara is, um, is Jenna Ortega. She okay. gets stabbed. She is stabbed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that and one, too. completely <laughs> just be like, ah, fuck it. Who the hell cares? No <laughs> one's going to pay attention to that detail. Yes, yes. I, I was thinking the same thing, too. I said, isn't she bleeding out or oh. some shit? Oh, and don't get Oh, my God. Uh, I'm, I might just drop this down to a red now. <laughs> like, uh. the fact that we're, we're doing the whole, oh, you got to let me go thing. I'm like, all right, Mufasa, we're going to do this today. All right, fine. <laughs> we're, let her go. I can't wait to see how this turns out where we know she's going to grab the knife, but it wasn't like a smooth, like, no, oh, the so knife obvious. drops out and then she just lets go and then is able to turn and stab him. No, it's a, oh, wait, let me reach and grab your knife. Hold on. Do we got the shot? All right, we got the shot. All right, now go ahead and let me go. Boom. I'm like, why did we just spend two minutes watching you do this? Like, I don't understand, like, how stupid, like, that directing must have been at that moment. Like, that could have been pulled off way better. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm very surprised that you guys didn't mention this story had the same storyline as Scream 2. Scream 2. Yep. Yes. Yep. Literally, the ending was a copy and paste of Scream 2. Dewey gets stabbed to death. This guy gets stabbed to death. They both survive. Um, the killer's motive is get revenge because... The girl killed the the brother. They killed the brother. Um, that checks all be- beautifully. Um, Gail gets shot. She survives. Jane Ortega gets stabbed. She survives. And it's just like, you know, I, I agree with you guys both. I feel like the ending got a little sloppy. Yeah. For sure. And I think that's what I dropped it down to a yellow. Um... And there's very inconsistency of like definitely like you're gonna you know running away from the killer, tripping some things, and the killer's gonna trip. And like, why will you not beat the fuck out of him? You're already beating the fuck out of him. Continue on and stuff like that. There is countless times hey, like keep this. It, keep in mind, like the killers, right? Like the the dad. Mm-hmm. Listen, the dad's old, but how the fuck is he gonna bust through a door like that in the apartment, like with the bookshelf and everything? Like, I don't believe the guy is that strong 
I don't believe. I don't believe even like even the skinny kid. The, no, the any of them. Yeah, strong. Any of yeah. Them. Well, because well, because remember the latter part where they're going across the ladder to the apartment. That's that was the dad, I believe. Right, that was the dad that was bursting through the door with the bookshelf. Well, could have. Yes, been, I think that is the dad because even oh, the, yeah. the the son was like, "Yo, I'm, I was at the library. You could tell me. Yes, he, he could ask yeah. Him. yeah, yeah." So I think that is the dad that was doing that. I think all three of them were taking turns for sure. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think the, the, well, probably the, the daughter for sure. She was the one that stabbed Mindy in the, in the train, but yet again, she's short. So like she was wearing very high heels or high boots, <laughs> platforms, to, you know, platforms and stuff like that. Um, the things that you guys mentioned, definitely. I agree with you guys a hundred percent. Um, the things that I did like, though, is how gory, how brutal this movie was. I did enjoy the kills. I did enjoy the gore. I enjoyed the little, like, stupid, like, you know, I, I say, like, cheesy moments of the film that it would it, it somewhat is kind of making fun of itself, but yet taken seriously. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I was entertained the whole way. I didn't think the city, the way that they were marketing, played a big part because it could have easily been anywhere, in my opinion. I agree. They, I agree they as were, well. You know, even the marketing and the poster were like, New York City, new playground. Like, it's just like you could have easily done it anywhere. You could have done you it think, You think maybe it was false advertisement because even in the trailer, it's like, oh, Ghostface has a gun. Yeah, it's false advertisement. Ghostface has a gun. Like... Okay. See, that's where I get into the part of like, you know, that's why this movie was taking itself more seriously than any other Scream title. Yeah. I, I, there was a point where I was having a lot of fun watching, you know, how brutal the, you know, this ghost face killer was, or all three of them were, and everything like that. I, I did enjoy that, but I do, I did fall. I, I feel like the f- film fell very short of being consistent. And I think the, the, the ending of it kind of like fucked things up. And it was just like constantly of like, okay, what are you taking so long to kill these two girls? What, what do you want them to do? You want them to make them suffer, but then you're making them get away. You're making, you're letting them climb up the thing. You're letting them fucking grab a gun, shoot you guys, stab, and 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 this and that and then the whole thing with the whole Billy New, uh, was it Billy Loomis, whatever, Loomis, with, with, yeah. with the daughter, like, okay, where is this going? Is she going to be yeah. a killer? That's that's the thing where if 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 and most likely they will make a next scream title, scream seven. Yeah. If they end it with that, with her being the killer, I think then this falls flat entirely for me. Yeah, because me too. Like shame, like fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times, well, fuck you. At this point, like, mm-hmm. you know, for real, like, why are you gonna thread that through, and then make a and, and then be like, what you told us since the beginning this was gonna happen? Okay, well now you're just again doing something very tropey. You should just continue to do this bullshit or just stop it altogether. Like, like it 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 would kind of got annoying for like a split second, but I'm like, all right, whatever. Maybe they're gonna do something about this in the in the next movie. But I don't want it to end it with her ending up being the killer because then, I don't know, retroactively, it's kind of like, well, I don't really like this character dead anymore. Yeah, yeah but exactly. I, think, I, I think it was less dumb than the first one. 
<laughs> I don't. I mean, the first one was definitely like the beginner moment, and it was cool to see and how, like, they did bring up the whole entire like scary movie rules and stuff like that. Yeah. And in this movie, you know, you have like the the nephews of was it Ray? Um, that they're they're the ones that are kind of somewhat continuing on with the rules, and they're trying to yeah. explain the audience who. There and, and I, I gotta be honest. There's 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 fans of the franchise, and there's just the casual fans of like, yeah, I've seen part one, two, and most of them. But when they go to the film movies, they won't remember. Oh, who's this again? Oh yeah, I remember. Him. Yeah, the first one. Oh, they're explaining the rules. Yeah, yeah, I remember. This just happened in the last film. This is what Scream is about. It's supposed to continue on with like rules the series and and everything like that and that's what attracts a lot more people i think scream is one of those guilty pleasure like slashers yeah where you're not supposed to really take seriously and that's what i somewhat kind of like this film because it did take it a little bit more serious than i did than the last film where i was like it was okay and what i didn't like was gail was pointless in this fucking film they yeah, just you put, said you're gonna you're enjoying it, but are you really enjoying it as a scream movie or just as a slasher movie? I, I'm enjoying it as a slasher film because I think as a scream film, it definitely failed, in my opinion, because it's the same shit as part two. There's no motive. There's no scream two was like was half revenge and half fan. Just continue on with the legacy because you remember it was Billy's mom that planned it out for this guy to to kill the people because he was a fan of Billy and stuff like that. But in this one, it's just like, they're just getting revenge because they, they kill the, the, the son. Well, no, they also said because he was a fan that literally the same thing you just said, because but... that shrine was built for, because he loved the movies and revenge for him dying. So basically the same thing. Yeah. But the thing is that they were doing it for revenge using his fandom to get revenge from these people because he yeah. was obsessed with it. So it was like, you know what? Let's traumatize this family again and kill them since they killed our little brother. Where part two was, yes, Billy's mom was behind the whole entire thing and where she pretty much corrupted a fan to do the same shit what Billy did. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so like this one was just more of a family revenge. You know, mm. and then of course it's supposed to have like the heroic moment where the the daughter dresses up in Billy's suit, yeah, or that suit. And I just felt like that was really not necessary. Like, really, like when the fuck did she have time to put that on? I might do it. I might drop it. I might <laughs> drop it. <laughs> oh man, um, well, I'm trying to think of things that, that's... Bear, I'm trying it. to think of things that saved this movie for me, but the only thing I go to right away and the only thing I could think of immediately is the conversation at the park where they're talking about the rules of the, the movie. And I'm like, that's the only scream related thing to me that like actually like yeah. is then, consistent. And nothing thing, again, it doesn't do it consistent enough throughout the entire film. And the thing with, with Gail in the film, and I just I just want them to stop getting the cast, the old cast. Is that you're trying to kill this one of the original cast members, but the thing is that you're not going to kill her off. So what's the point of tormenting her? 
Which character are we talking about? Gail? Gail? Yeah. She's dead. She died. No, no, no she's, she's alive. She's got a week. Damn it. Red. Red card. She's alive. Red card. Yeah. God damn it. I'm giving it a red card. <laughs> she's alive. Yeah. She's alive. So what's the point of her getting red for red? All... Red. Red. It's red. <laughs> and much all the blood put together is that's how dark all the red, red this card is yeah. now at this point. Damn, I'm I won. Say... I convinced the man to change his part. <laughs> He was already there. <laughs> Fuck you! I don't take the credit. I mean, like again, as a slasher film, sure, it's it's pretty solid. But I didn't go to see a slasher film. I went to go see a scream film, and I didn't get that. Like five was consistently good. It was it, it fell in line with all the other movies. But six just felt like such a huge departure, more significant than five was to four. Like it, it's just no, it's not yeah. okay. So red card for me. Yeah, All so right. we got two yellows and one red. Um, I still think the film is somewhat entertaining, but there is a lot of flaws than it was. I don't know why I was going to give it a green because I think I was just entertained of like the blood and the gore, but as a scream film, it definitely does lackluster. All right. So on the topic of lackluster, moving on to our next topic, the one that I don't know, one of you two has been waiting for the most probably. Uh, the mm-hmm. Last of Us TV or HBO Max series. All nine slash ten episodes are out. It's been done. The reviews are graving all about it. They're Does this break the so video game out. adaptation curse? Even though Sonic technically did that first. But yay, people are still <laughs> saying it's a video game movie curse or whatever. So Resident here Evil's we good. go. The Last of Us. Uh, just to make sure we give some context here. So just rewind um, the first impressions. I think Mike and I were on the same page that even yeah. though some shots were still cool and then, you know, it looked good. There was nothing really for us to look forward to because we already know what's kind of going to happen. And so yeah. it was just visually awesome. Ham, I don't recall. Exa- I think you liked it more than we did. Yeah, you bastards. <laughs> So, yeah. so now that we have all nine and a half point ten episodes uh, out, IMDb gives The Last of Us, the HBO Max series, a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a ninety six percent. Now, Ham. <laughs> had no more shrooms, but he fucking used those cordyceps to his advantage, and he drugged those up and gave them out to everybody, which is why 92% of his people liked this TV show. Mm. He crafted <clears throat> them. He crafted them. He, he did craft them. <laughs> Wait, there wasn't that much crafted in this episode. <laughs> in these, in right series. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that. Wait, there wasn't that much at all. No. All right. Um, uh okay cards i guess and i i don't know if i want you guys to talk about it first or what i should i but let's give our cards it's first you, Mike, I, I could talk about it first if you want since i don't well, know let, let's just do our cards first um mike what what card are you gonna give the last of us i'm gonna give it a yellow holy shit i'm giving this a green <sighs> i'm not surprised by you actually I'm a little I, surprised by Ham, actually. I am actually predicting a card for Sal. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I predicted a card already for Sal. Yeah. Because... 
What? What's your prediction? No, go ahead. No, 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 no. You can't say you're gonna predict when I'm. No, no, no. That's not how it works. You're gonna make a prediction. Make your prediction. I know. I I believe you are treading towards yellow or green. I'm you're saying going he's to going give, yellow. I think he's going to give us a green. I say yellow. I'm surprised no one's saying red here. All right. Yeah, so- I don't think you would give the show a red. Because I'm giving it a Becky. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's a shot um, my twist right there. I, uh, I'm, I'm giving it a yellow. Ha, I, okay. I, did, I did teeter at one point between a yellow and a green, but I felt like the green was more of an obligatory green than it was a yellow. Um, so I – there is so much that I just kind of want to nitpick and just and, – and Oh, I'm ready to fucking part. nitpick the shit out of the show. Let's 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 make him go first then. Yeah, because I might leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. The end. This good. The end. Yeah. Like, what, what makes it? What makes it good? Tell me. Everything that you saw with your eyes, ninety percent of it was good. The end. So okay. you thought H- the Ham, Ham, here's my first question to you. Do you think the game or the this this series did it better? Oh, that's different because you actually. Get- no, 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 no. This no, is a, no, this nobody, is a additive, cannot... right? This is a video game people want to see in live action. We got the video game scene in live action. We so got the literally the whole entire video the, game. The, the TV series did it better. Yeah, except for episode three, that was different. <laughs> oh yes, the, the 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 show did it better for episode three. Then, if you wanna, yeah, there you go. Answer the question, man. That's all it comes down to. Some of it was better. Some of it wasn't. So what parts were better? (laughs) The parts that everybody (laughs) liked. There you go. Come on. You got to give us something here. You cannot just say, all right, green card, and then just dip out. (laughs) I think I've done it before. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have nothing to nitpick. I really don't. I'm going to torture you how Joe tortured those cannibals. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I told you guys that I haven't played it in a while, and uh, I try to remember most of the stuff. I'm like, okay, 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 you brought my point. Okay, you proved my point. Which is, what's your point? Is that the people who do not remember the video the game. game or who haven't played the game, this is a very good show. Mm-hmm. This is a, uh, this is close so, to almost an excellent show. So that means you guys point. have already a bias. Of course, because the thing is, is that people course, cannot. Yeah, no, I mean, for me at least, because I am tired of the fucking excuse. You cannot compare it to the video game. Uh, yes, I can, because literally they did a. You can, but case. fairly? Probably not. Yeah. Yes, you can fairly. No, no, no. Okay, see, this is where I have to throw the Halo thing in, because everyone bitched and complained about Halo being completely not like the video game at all, which that's why I liked it and enjoyed it, because I didn't have to go in with that thinking of like, oh, he should have found the assault rifle there. Oh, there was a med pack around that corner. I don't know why he didn't get that. Why didn't oh, he get that? There was that well, plasma I mean, grenade. He could have stuck that elite. No, it was nothing like that because I got to enjoy the series for what it was, not like some sort of copy and paste where you could argue, oh, but we had episode three. And then what was the episode? Um, fuck, what was the other one? No, the, no, the Left Behind shit was still there. Um, yeah. No, episode three was oh, the oh, Did you one. give Halo a green? He gave me a little, sure uh, yellow. Or yellow? You give it a yellow, yeah, because you didn't like some of the consistency. Oh yeah, the Quan shit. Yeah, yeah. The Quan but shit. I, 
I would still enjoy watching Halo more than I enjoy watching this because I'd rather Ooh. play this. I this was much Mike, more. Mike, do you agree on that one? Yes. Would rather watch Halo than this. Oh no no no! I'd rather play <laughs> Last of Us than watch the show again. Okay but, okay. But the thing is, like, I, I, and I said this argument since the very beginning, since we knew the Last of Us TV series was coming out, was that. I know what the ending is like. I know all the events that lead up to it. I already re- I already lived that experience. And I said one of the highlights of the game was that you got to be involved in all of the experiences. This series just literally copied and pasted like 95% of the whole 10 episodes and just gave me nothing. There was one episode that stood out to me and that was episode, I think it was I think it's episode 5, The Brothers. Okay. That one stood out to me as the best episode because the whole being deaf was a huge twist to the whole story, which I think was more impactful than what we were given in the game. And yeah. and the parts that were not in the game were the parts of the series that I enjoyed, but that was very few and far in between. Like it yeah. was it was barely it was like all sprinkled in there. But when mm-hmm. we got to the parts that we saw in the game, like when Joel was going through the Firefly Hospital, when uh, Joel and Ellie are, are doing the whole giraffe scene, when we got the clickers at the museum or whatever, like, I know what that is like. My shit, though, that I played in the game was much more, like, terrifying and much, much more, like, it gave me much Emotional. more of an experience than what you gave me in the series. So it didn't yeah. hit the same notes for me. It was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I remember when you macheted the shit out of that guy. But the game like extended and gave you more backstory to it and gave you a better experience than the two minutes that I would got in this episode. Yeah, but that's how that dumb phrase comes up when people say, Oh, the book was better than the movie, because you get more detail, more experience, more everything. So that's... Right. But the thing is, is that when you're a show, you have the option to expand that story more than what we got. Or just go a different, a completely different yeah. way. Yeah, but that's you're when gambling you're, on that a lot. When you're a movie, you that. have a time frame, right? Like the the Harry Potter books, they have a time frame to fit of eight hundred or nine hundred page book into a two hour or three hour movie, and they try to do the best they can. And usually, sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. I feel like with a series, and especially when you're like an hour or supposed to be a fucking hour. But when you're the last episode and you only get 40 minutes to cram the whole hospital scene, like, I'm sorry, you have a lot more options than that when you're a series, unlike a movie. Well, no, but I do agree that most of the action stuff was cut out because that is the playable part of most of the game. So they did. I mean, I think that's what people are arguing about was there was not many infected and I mean, they basically oh, cut oh, off. I got a fucking bone to pick with that. <laughs> and, they, and they and they basically cut off all the but, sort of combat. But but we can we can say in unison though that the when we when we go back to the argument of the book being better than the movie, we could always say in unison that the book is always better than what we get as a live adaptation. Well, see, right? that's that, why the phrase you're yeah. comparing one to the other. Yes, but no, you, that is... how can you not though? Like, how can you give me? a copy and paste of something of source material, but not do anything enough for me to be like, Oh, this was so much better than what I read, or this was so much better than what I played. Like uh, it, 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 you, you can't, you can't not like 
compare it like there's just no way for you to separate the two like if you if you do you you said it has been a long time since you played which i think what has been how many years has last of us part two came out and then how many years on top of that for the remaster that hand played like it's been a long ass time like it's Mm. not like like again which is why i go back to halo like i enjoyed halo because at least it did something very different than the video game i didn't have to expect the same bullshit scenes i did it suck that i get it did i did i not get a silent photographer level absolutely it sucked but hey i still got to enjoy master chief beat the shit out of uh, covenant and here i where the fuck are the infected where the fuck are the most terrifying scenes that was a staple in The Last of Us. Not to say it's like the main thing, because I get it that the human drama um, is is much more impactful in the in that entire video game than but, than the being the being the whole zombie game. Yeah, maybe that's what they were betting is, on. But the thing is that that whole human reaction is in part two. Why are you why are you automatically rushing a part two story into part one and not bringing the infection where infection was all about part one? Uh, just just a thing on top of my head with part two. I'm very interested how they're going to do that because I feel like there are very unique locations throughout the whole, and I oh yeah throughout the whole game, and I feel like they're not going to do that correctly. Well, no, it's getting at least two seasons. Mm. Yeah, because the first season is supposed to be Ellie, and the second season is supposed to be Abby, apparently. And then in the end, it's supposed to do that the the last fight between them, but it just goes to show. I, I mean, oh yeah, spoilers I'm, I'm, on spoilers, <laughs> spoilers on the video game. Guys. Oh, spoilers so, on the video so, game, guys. So, but the, but the highlights don't like. Okay, we we Mike and I are shit talking this a lot, but like maybe I mean, Mike I and have, I, yeah, and all I, three of us can agree. To say, the three yeah. of us can agree. The casting spot on. I think the casting oh, yeah. is perfect. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think what an is, amazing job. Yeah. Yeah, the the sure. scenery, the landscape, the the cinematography. I guess that category behind it all. Oh, great! Ten out of ten. Top notch. Like it almost yeah. like replicates sure. a lot of things one out of one. I'm upset that there was not a glass bottle in that bottom cabinet to the left, like I got in the game. But hey, that's okay. I'm I'm willing to go past yeah. that. That's I don't okay. like how she didn't color comics, but it's okay. <laughs> where, where, where's, where's this bread trail getting? <laughs> Come on, no, no, no. But like, okay, those are great things. Now let's let's talk about a couple of things that like that were very different. Um, we was episode three the the gay love story was that yeah, was that episode with three? Bill and Frank. Okay, um, here's my thing with that. Like people keep getting on this case. You know, it's Twitter, whatever. Like, oh, it's it's a gay relationship, whatever. That's that doesn't bug me. Um, I would say though that the first I don't know how many minutes up until like after they sleep with each other, that whole part. That whole leading up to where they like the the one guy walks out and then they get into an argument about like restoring the city or whatever. That whole beginning part could have been left out because I feel like there was nothing there that really made any impact or significant like I don't know connection to the rest of the episode. I think it was very subtle though. I think no, I agree with Sal. I think in my opinion. Oh my god! I want to fucking. Uh, this is the biggest problem I have with. Which I'm, I'm sorry. Part? I'm sorry, Sal. I'm gonna just interrupt you real quick about this. I just want to get this out of my chest. I think episode three is the most pointless fucking episode in the series. Not just because of the whole gay thing. I think that was a beautiful ending between them. How they want to die, but I think it was such a waste of space in this series. Because how are you gonna give me a full episode of these two couples fighting over how they want to design? 
the city, and you're only gonna give me one episode of the cannibal, uh, cannibal part of where Ellie's fighting these cannibal people, and that should have been two fucking episodes. If you give me two episodes with this Katie bitch, you should have gave me two episodes of the cannibal, and you should have left this episode three left out, or give it at least halfway, and then Bill meeting up with Joe and Ellie, fighting the infected, and helping them escape. But no, we get a full story of their romance, and that does nothing has nothing to do with us with the with with the story later on. I mean, I agree. But I, I I can see that, but I mean, you you haven't seen episodes or like a one off episode with not the main characters, but it's still being very good. No, but the thing is that this yes, I've seen that, but the thing is that you're you're messing with story that's already so good. You're going to go off of off of it with only eight episodes left. That's not right. But you wanted more. So so but the thing is, okay, so let me let me rephrase let me like see if I can frame this context here because the 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 episode is good overall. Like the la- the beginning parts of it I think still could have been left out, but the uh, the whole relationship between the two, how they kind of live their lives up until they die, that whole episode is good. And yes, they are side characters that yeah. are given their own story. It's still good. But yes. when you have a a already established story, that you know you're trying to present to its viewers, especially viewers who have played the video game and know how the story plays out, and there are, you know that there are certain moments in the video game that people really want to see, whether it's Ellie and Joel fighting infected in the sewers, or they're going through the college park and, and they have to, like, you know, turn on a generator, but then they get run into um, the fucking bloater or, you know, whatever. You, you use an episode that you could have made something that we're bitching about now much more exciting and not have, like, this payoff with the episode that you give us already. Like, it was such a short-term payoff. Like, yes, it gives us that backstory of, like, how Joel and Bill, and Bill, Bill right, uh, like, meet and whatever, but it has nothing to do with what we see at the end. Exactly. And I was dying for that interaction with Ellie mm-hmm. and Bill, how they should talk in the video game. I would love to see that more because the thing is that Ellie is still a new character, Going into episode three, you're still trying to warm up to her and shit like that. And it would have been awesome for her, for you to see her shit talk to somebody else and someone. And it builds more of a connection with Joe and Ellie, where in this whole entire series, the pacing of this whole series was so off. And they were forcing the whole daughter and and father, you know, um, connection where I just felt so off. I was like, I don't know. I just, in the game, of course, you know, you spend more time with them and everything like that. And, you know, it's just, I felt like they were just rushing to get to point A to point B of towards the end of the uh, end of the episode where I was just like, there's no need. Take your time with it. You know, if you need, like, I, I in my opinion, I wouldn't mind this was two seasons for sure. Like, I would, I wouldn't mind that. Because there's only two games, and each game is long. So why are you rushing? You know? So I don't know. I, I would have liked, liked for them to expand a little bit more of the infection of the world. And also, too, how are you going to change the roots? Right? Let's talk about the roots of the infection. Well, see, it, now you're saying change is bad. I'm not saying change is bad. But if you're going to change something... Be consistent with it. Be, like, for an example, like the, the roots, 
right? The roots of the zombies when you when you step on it, like the zo- I mean not the zombies, the, the the infected the infectors, they can sense where you're at and they'll run towards you. That's awesome. I like that. I like that change. But where do we see that for the rest of the show? Yeah, well, that's the problem. They don't have a lot more infected. Like, the only other ones that we really saw that were a lot of them were underground. So you're telling me that they know exactly where the infection people are so they can't avoid that town. So how come they couldn't build outside of the city or anything like that for it to be normal life and then eliminate the infected? I don't Because they were fighting Fedra and then they were just barely out of the whatever uprising that they didn't they didn't care remember she was like oh we'll take mm-hmm. care of that later and you know that's so you're what giving me up. so you're giving me last of us part two storyline instead of part one that's what they did a little bit didn't they no yeah because they went to that town that town wasn't that was in part two not part one no that was the thing yeah you thought well technically yes and no <laughs> with, with my with Sam and his brother Henry, right? Or Henry, yeah, I think Henry, oh, yeah. that they were trying to escape from the town, and you know Joe and Ellie helped them, and that's how the whole entire infected thing happened. Yes, but the thing is, is that the whole entire series they're focusing on factions, <clears throat> they're focusing on people instead of infected, and this is what I I had a problem with was that what what you're telling me that. Part two is supposed to have more infected, but part two focused on a lot more of the factions of the people instead of the instead of the infections. So like the first half of the series like kind of builds up that the infected is like a terrifying threat. Yes. But it doesn't show it enough to be that terrifying. Because, like, you get the really cool, awesome start of the entire series where there's a dialogue about how fungus is going to rule over and shit like that. And it's, like, very, you know, awkward <clears throat> and uncomfortable in that in that scene. And then you get, like, the next episode, the, the, the lady, the doctor, who's, like, doing the examination and saying we're all fucked and that you need to bomb this place. And then we see the infected in, like, episode, was it two or three or whatever? In the museum, finally, we get to see what it looked like. And, you know, they're, they're ugly, you know, terrifying creatures. And then so you build up this kind of cool thing and then you add in this little change of like, okay, now there's a network that they can sense on the ground. And if you trigger it, the whole fucking mob just comes rushing you. That is such a cool change. But if that's the case, how the fuck do you establish that? Like, isn't that established everywhere? And then how are they able to drive and then travel from this and this not knowing if they triggered the fucking thing or not? Like, they could have like easily died any second at that point. Like it's kind of like um, like a like a, it's like the Kane issue where he comes off as a badass, right? But then you don't show him enough as a badass throughout the whole thing, and it's like, are you really that much of a badass, or you're not? And then here we get this like aw- like terrifying like feeling of like shit. If I step here, then the fucking entire like swarms of like infected are coming to get me. But I'm going to step over here and everything's going to be okay because I know that it's not there. Like, it's just, it's so inconsistent. Well, I'm going to argue that it's because they were in a city, like an actual bigger city. And the less away from the city, the less that would happen. But that's probably trying to do that with, hey, we got no money. We're not going to do any more whatever. I think that's what it is. It's it's too expensive to to add more. I I do agree that there should have been more for sure. For sure. 
I think so. it, it, it almost seems like they they forgot like they were like building up something really cool if the first half was great but they're like oh shit we only got three more episodes uh fuck um do this do that do this okay we're good i agree i agree like, i agree it, it's a sad thing for me. I think it's a sad thing where I'm more excited about your after show podcast than I am about your series every week. Exactly. And I feel like the whole entire Bill and Frank thing should have been like a Last of Us special, like later on that came out. Like a one off episode. One off episode instead of it being attached to the the Last of Us series, where it could have been easily how Ellie, Bill, and Joe are trying to run away from the infected. When you wanted a, a, a side quest, uh, <laughs> yes, a side quest after the fact. Yeah, I mean they've done. I mean uh, HBO is known for that too. They do like specials off, like for an example, like you uh, different show. But this is what I mean, like Euphoria. They did three different specials outside of the the main series, and it connects beautifully with the main series. Okay. No, go, sorry, go ahead, finish, and then I no, thought I had a thought. Uh, no, it's just like, you know, where we see Bill Bill finding Frank hung and everything like that. And we could have easily later on, they could have done an off special explaining why Frank hung himself. Oh, because you said hung. I'm like, when did he see him hung? Whoa, whoa. Oh, because in the, in the game, he was hung. Yeah, like, I'm joking. Yes, I know. Oh, my gosh. This fucking guy. <laughs> so so the, I like that idea of having, like, a spinoff series, which is, like, kind of like the lost stories. Like, The Last of Us, The Lost Stories. Because one of the things that was, like, I thought was the best thing about The Last of Us, especially in part two, um, were the notes that you would find in the rooms and how they all kind of connected to these people that like had involvement with other people nearby. And one of the things that stood out to me, and, and I remember it very vividly, was in Last of Us Part Two, where you play as Abby and you're you're following the kid through like the apartments or whatever, like yeah. you know the broken down whatever. And there's this apartment where there's like four doors that you know you're gonna be going through. But the note says something about like, oh, how we got trapped and we gave each other cookies in the basket and we left it there. And, you know, it's been a while. I don't know where they've been or if they're OK or whatever. And then you see kind of like the remnants of like the basket being there and shit being degraded and all that stuff. And it was like, that is such a cool like, you know, Easter egg or whatever you want to call it that yeah. I think it would be kind of cool to also see that put into like an actual sequence and see it play out. Not as because it's not relevant to the main storyline, but as a own one off episode or one off, you know, you know, side quest, whatever you want to call it. I think that'd be really cool to watch. So I like that idea of like having The Last of Us, the lost stories where you give us like these backgrounds, where you give us the episode three or that background to um, the head of Fedra. I think it is the the, yeah. the, the girl that the, the chick that gets eaten by the, the infected or whatever. I think having its own spinoff series would have been awesome to have. They So they should have kept a couple of these things in reserve and just be like, hey, HBO Max, you want more Last of Us? Well, there you go. We got to be pitched you an idea. We have episodes waiting for you, waiting to be, you know, filmed or whatever. Let's do it. So I think that would have been the better route to go. Um, um, one did you guys listen idea, to the podcast? Huh? Did you guys listen to the Last, Last of Us podcast? No, oh, but I heard know. it was good. It is. It is. That's why I said, like, I was more excited to hear the podcast episodes after watching the series than I was Do they talk shit the about the show, even though they're, like, they're assigned to HBO? I doubt it. Are they, wait, what'd you say? 
do they talk shit about the show? Like, oh, what a preferred. No, no, they don't talk shit. But no. what they what they do is they talk about the changes. And so, mm. like the 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 one that thing that stood out to me was episode three was about like how um the two actors played off their relationship at the beginning and how it kind of led to like the love story that they they've uh you know they, they developed in that in that episode. And I like. I'm hearing the director and and Neil Druckmann, the director of the game, Fuck like I'm hearing Neil both the, the series director and the video game director talk about these changes and talk about what they wanted to do and talk about how the actors did. And I, I'm listening to it and I and then I I, I recall back and I'm like, yeah, I see that, but there w- there was not a good enough ex- execution to it. Like, yeah, th- those are cool ideas and and I see where you're going with that, but if if I'm only getting it because now you're just explaining it to me and I'm not seeing it in the series probably not something that should have been left in the series to begin with um but there was like a whole they talk about a whole lot of changes as to why they decided to do this or why they decided to do that or the reaction to this character the reaction to that character and that's why episode five was a highlight for me because they talked about how much more terrifying and much more impactful it is to have henry being deaf than um than whatever was established in the game yeah so the one that's deaf yeah the episode, the episodes, uh, the the podcast episodes, I think, were much more entertaining to listen to and, and much the show more itself. interesting than the I show would, itself. Yeah, it's, I have one complaint, one more thing, and I think I'm done. Huh. Um, <laughs> um, the ending of the episode when they showed the birth of Ellie, right? Ellie's mom getting bit, and she, then she gets birth, and then um. What was her name? Name again? I, for, I always keep on forgetting. Um, the one that took Ellie in, uh, uh, Marlene. Marlene. Okay. <clears throat> I have a problem with that scene. Is that she took in Ellie, right? She made a promise to her mom Anna, right, that I will watch Ellie, and everything like that. How is it possible that Ellie ended up in the QZ? And, and left behind and when Riley said oh I met this girl Marlene Ellie had no idea who she was so how does that make any sense so so Marlene didn't look after her like directly because if you if you uh, and this is why the podcast episode is better than the actual episode there the the choice of dialogue was important there because uh, Ellie's mom says, find someone to look after her not marlene find someone to look after her so marlene probably gave up ellie right away to some other family so marlene doesn't like yeah marlene knows of ellie and knows like the events but hasn't like been so involved in ellie's life because marlene's running all this other shit so it it is it is logical or it is it does make sense to me that they would never interact with each other but the thing is, in the game, they they made it seem like they've been with each other since day one, and even in Left Behind, that they were with the Fireflies. Yeah, but that's the game, not the TV series. Gotcha. <laughs> or the comic book, actually. No, the comic book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what the, my problem with, like, regard. I mean, regardless, even though like you kind of somewhat answer, but the show failed to deliver. In my um... opinion. Yes, because at first it was confusing. I, I felt like the left behind and the 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 Ellie's mom scene should have been more closer to the first half of the series. It should have been but probably in the lost tapes. 
<laughs> maybe but i don't know it, it, i guess the overall uh, what conclusion is it's a good series if you haven't seen or played the game at all it's a good shortened version of the game how about that it is it's, i will say that the show the is last, of yeah, yes. last of us for dummies that's pretty much there you go. Uh, i i wouldn't say that this is even though like i think me and Sal fucking kind of trashed it the whole entire time. It's just because we're just like ham. I mean, Sal just recently just was it like two years, three years ago. You play the game, so you actually know the story. Ham, it's been a very long time since you played the game, so you kind of forgot some parts of the game. Well, as I was watching it, I'm like, what? How does this go after this? They go where? Oh yeah, then that, then that. I'm just. I was trying to figure out the big plot yeah. points. Yeah, where me, where I play the game nonstop, like literally, I'm watching the show with my wife, and I told her, "Oh, this is going to happen." And it, well, spoilers. And it no, <laughs> she wanted to know. She wanted to know like what's going to happen after this, and I told her this and this and this, and it happened this and this and this. So, she enjoyed the show. She liked it. I think the show it's okay because I play the game and I know what to expect. I just didn't get any of the emotional connection that i wanted how i did with the game with the show it just felt like how i watch a lot of game of thrones and i know how each episode plays out but i still feel the impactfulness the emotion that to to add on to that and this will be the final thing i will say negatively about the the series is that the joel and ellie relationship is like the main the main thing of this entire whatever you want to call it franchise uh that's their relationship is so pivotal to the entire story about the love of the, the story of love, but yeah. it's not fleshed out in the series enough because it's so hard for me to buy into this whole notion of two episodes. You hate this little girl. And then now all of a sudden you love this girl as if she's your own daughter. And I felt like we kind of did the daughter at the beginning of the series of the service. It's like, you should have been maybe more in flashback mode, I guess throughout the series to kind of make that connection of like, okay, Joel is seeing Ellie as her daughter. And what makes the game better is that you play entire long fucking sequences between the two and you get mm-hmm. dialogue between the two to flesh out that relationship, which yep. uh, yeah, I just don't like how the series just rushed through that and made us like force us to accept. Yeah. These two love each other as much as we're trying to make it seem like we did in the video game. Yeah, exactly. And I'm still going to bitch that I feel like the snow area should have been two episodes because that part of the game for me was very fucking intense. And I love that part. That's my favorite part of the game. And they just automatically rushed it. Yeah. Well, like I said, I I mean, yes, rushed, but I mean, they also, like I was saying, they did take a lot of the sort of gameplay elements out of it. It's true. But I don't know. We'll see how part two goes. When it comes out, I am not looking forward to that. Because I am, because that's knows. my favorite game. He's yeah. already ready for that red card. I'm ready for it. Spoilers, no spoilers. Spoilers? I don't know. The I think the cherry on top will be if M. Night Shyamalan directed it. Spoilers, oh, Abby was actually in the last episode. <laughs> uh, that's what I yes. heard, but I don't know. No, well, the the actress, the voice actress, oh, yes, one, yes, one of the nurses. Yes. yes, I did see that as well. Oh, yeah. 
Damn, we should have killed her. <laughs> it wasn't uh, Abby, though. She wasn't playing Abby. She was just playing yes. a nurse. Um, oh, fuck. It wouldn't yeah. change, right? M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan told me what the ending is. It's that uh, Abby is a figment of Ellie's imagination. I actually would prefer that ending. <laughs> now that you brought up M. Night Shyamalan, next episode, I got a bone to pick with you about that one. But that's next episode. All right, oh! Mike, do that thing you're supposed to do. Hey, guys, follow us on Drunk. <laughs> guys, follow us on WRMA Cast on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And write us an email on drunkcop.ateacher at gmail.com. Write us an email. You know, write us in our comment what you think about the show, the things that we talk about, and everything like that. And if you hate Ham's opinion on things. I fucking dare you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All you right. know. I don't know what we got for the next episode. Something comes out. Oh, she's Ham. Fuck. Oh, yeah, fuck. That get moving. <laughs> whoa, that whoa. That exists. No, or man. we could just wait till April and we get the Super Mario movie. No, I, I mean, we need, I mean, no, and John Wick. Oh, true. I got to see number three, though. All right, we got, we got homework to do. All right. Bye, people. Last words, gentlemen. Go ahead. Oh, uh, you remember, guys, if you have a dream, you can achieve it because if Neil Drunkman is able to write, you can do it too because he fucking sucks. Fuck you, Neil Drunkman. Have you ever had a dream that you can you you can you can, you can, you can, you can do anything? That's Neil Drunkman right there, writing part two. <laughs> you give him praise for part one, but you're gonna give him shit for part two, and but you're I gonna label him entirely for part two. Yeah, because he is responsible, and he said it himself too. <laughs> I've part seen two interviews. is a masterpiece. Don't fuck with part two. Part two is a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Gameplay is phenomenal. I would I say think that. Last of Us Part Three was the best, though. <laughs>